Hello everybody, this is Joseph P. Farrell with news and views from the Nefarium on Thursday, April 13th, 2023. I'm getting started a little bit late today. As you know, this is Orthodox Holy Week, so things are kind of busy and hectic, but uh, I want to wish everybody that's uh, celebrating along with me during Holy Week this week uh, all the best wishes for a very happy and blessed Pascha. Uh, this means there will be no vid chat tomorrow. Tomorrow is the Orthodox Good Friday, and uh, that's, especially for me, it's one of my favorite um, favorite feasts during the liturgical year, so I like to read some of the services. But anyway, um, no vid chat tomorrow. And today I want to talk about an interesting article that just appeared over at Gateway Pundit. But uh, we're also watching the rains in Florida. There has been a once-in-a-millennium storm, according to some people, in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. The airport there, you can go online and see pictures, is basically underwater with water up to the belly of airplanes, which is pretty substantial. And like some people, I suspect that... Uh, there may be some possibility of deliberate weather against the red states, particularly a state like Florida, um, home to Governor DeSantis and other red states. Something to watch in the future because, as you know, I have the idea that weather warfare is very real and uh, that we've seen examples of it in the past decade and a half, if not more so. So if we see a bunch of strange storms breaking out in the southern states that are the states most resisting things like central bank digital currency and so on and so forth, uh, just like the California fires seem to be striking in a particular way in a particular area, we'll know something is up. So keep your eye on the weather in the southern states, and this, this especially applies for those of you who are members of my website, the vid chats will resume uh, next week, not tomorrow, but next week. But always keep your eye on the weather during the spring and autumn storm seasons because weather can change for me on a dime. And because of the dramatic speed with which severe weather can pop up where I live, I tend to play it very safe and not even to have the vid chat if there's any prediction of severe weather. So keep your eyes peeled on the schedule on the website and on my notices and alerts on the website forum. Also on my Facebook, uh, personal Facebook wall, uh, where I will usually let people know if I'm going to have to cancel a vid chat and reschedule. Usually the spring cycle of severe weather peters out by the end of May. Um, the autumn cycle of, of severe weather tends to peter out by the end of October. So just a, an alert to let you know. Now, let's get down to business and talk about a an article over at the Gateway Pundit that I think is very, very timely given the chaos that is going on in the misadministration in this country and on the geopolitical stage. 
Uh, this is an article about the report on the Ukrainian bio laboratories that the Russian military discovered and encountered during its invasion of the Ukraine. The Russian state Duma has apparently concluded its investigation and is getting ready to publish a report on what they've discovered. And I want to read a few articles from the Gateway Pundit version of this article. Ultimately, the article is sourcing to Komsomolskaya Pravda and TASS. So be aware that this is coming from the Russian state media. Uh, I do not, just because of that, tend to think that they're lying. In fact, I think the report, as you're going to hear, contains some very interesting information on why the United States has apparently doubled down on supporting the Ukraine. Because, um, to put it bluntly, a lot of people's personal reputations and... Uh, lives are in the crosshairs on this one. So I want to read several paragraphs from this article. I think the importance of what is being reported here will immediately be apparent. There's three contexts in which this report appears that I want to mention after I get done reading this because I think you need to be aware that there are also other things playing in the background here that could influence the way that you interpret this report. The report is titled Russian Duma Report Thousands of Ukrainians Used as Guinea Pigs for U.S. Bioweapons Research. At least 20 died. This is a story by Richard Abelson filed on April 13, 2023 at uh, Gateway Pundit. So here we go, quote, at least 14,000 Ukrainians, mostly military personnel, became experimental guinea pigs as part of the American research into dangerous pathogens. In the Kharkiv biolaboratory alone, about 20 soldiers of the armed forces of the Ukraine died during experiments and about 200 were hospitalized, including uh, the U.S. tested unlicensed pharmaceuticals on them. One of the goals was to create viruses by means of directed evolution and study how the local inhabitants reacted to certain pathogens. Directed evolution is a code name for gain-of-function bioweapons research, as Pfizer executive Jordan Tristan Walker revealed on hidden camera to Project Veritas in a video released in January. In other words, they were conducting bioweapons research on Ukrainian people, I think most likely for the purpose of direct targeting of bioweapons on the Russian and Slavic population in general. So to continue, quote, with the assistance of the Kiev regime, the USA created about 50 biolaboratories in the Ukraine where illegal experiments were conducted on residents of the Ukraine. According to the Duma deputy, Irina Yarovaya, a member of the BioLab Investigative Committee, who called the bioresearch program a new Manhattan project. U.S. bioresearch activity in the Ukraine began immediately after 1991, 
with the Noon Lugar program run by the Pentagon's Threat Defense, Re Defense Threat Reduction Agency, according to Yaravaya. Quote, the U.S. Embassy in Kiev actually worked as a Pentagon outpost, sending biological samples, including viruses and pathogens, by diplomatic mail both ways to hide the truth from the rest of the world, unquote. Yaravaya called it, quote, a monstrous abuse of diplomatic channels, unquote. And yes, it is. That, that is a monstrous abuse of diplomatic channels. But the interesting thing here to note is that the report, apparently, at least the way this, this article is making it sound, is that the U.S. Embassy was really not functioning as an embassy, but simply as an outpost for the American military industrial intelligence complex, which does not surprise me given what is revealed in the next three paragraphs that I'm going to read to you. Quote, Yaravaya noted that on the eve of the Maidan revolution in 2014, the Ukrainian parliament, the Verkhovna Rada, was considering banning foreign laboratories in the Ukraine. The bill was shelved after the U.S.-sponsored coup, which was backed by the current Deputy Secretary of State, Victoria Nuland, current National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan, and then-Vice President Joe Biden, as Nuland stated in a leaked phone call in 2014. After Vice President Joe Biden became the point man for the Ukraine for the Obama administration, in the spring of 2014, Hunter Biden's company, Rosemont Seneca Technology Partners, invested at least $500,000 in San Francisco-based Francisco U.S. bioresearch firm Metabiota as emails on the Hunter, laptop, Hunter Biden laptop show. Metabiota then received a $23.9 million contract to run biolabs in the Ukraine for the Pentagon and the CIA. Metabiota partnered with Peter Dashuk's EcoHealth Alliance on the PREDICT program, which was initiated in 20, pardon me, 2009 to strengthen the global capacity for detection and discovery of viruses with pandemic potential that can move between animals and people including coronaviruses, the family to which SARS and MERS belong. Critics like Robert F. Kennedy Jr. charge that this preventative research is merely a U.S. government cover for banned bioweapons research. In his book, The Truth About Wuhan, former Eco-Alliance Vice President Andrew Huff charges that Eco-Health Alliance developed the SARS-CoV-2 virus during my employment from 2014 to 2016 as part of the PREDICT program, which Huff worked on. EcoHealth boss Peter Daszak was acknowledged as working for the CIA, which invested in EcoHealth Alliance and Metabiota via CIA venture capital firm InQtel. So there you have it, folks. What is really going on if the Duma report uh, is to be believed, and quite frankly, folks, I believe it. 
what we're dealing with is a criminal nexus of American intelligence, venture capital, and a particularly grifting family peddling influence within the United States to the government of the Ukraine and overthrowing the previous government of the Ukraine, the Yankovic government, and installing the current regime in Kiev to make money and bioweapons. And please note the COVID connection. So this is all what, what is really apparent from this article. And incidentally, I'm going to link it for you because there is a very interesting chart at the beginning of this article that is part of the Russian Ministry of Defense's publications on the biolabs that indicates the connections between all of these companies and so on and the, and the flows of money taking place. Um, now, I said that I would be mentioning three contexts in which I think you have to view the appearance of this report from the Russian state Duma. And the first is the Ukrainian war itself. I believe, as many uh, people do, that this war is going to wind down soon, and it's not going to be a pleasant wind down for either the West or the Ukraine. Um, I simply have not since the beginning, and I do not buy, that the Ukraine has been uh, causing massive uh, military casualties to the Russians. Uh, whatever casualties that the Ukrainian armed forces have been inflicting on the Russians, uh, my guess is the Russians have been inflicting anywhere from three to four times that on the Ukrainians. Um, uh, there's just no way, given the amount of aid and the amount of training that's needed, plus the endless lo logistical supply uh, of ammunition for the Ukrainian military forces, I just don't see the West as being capable of mustering the logistical operation alone to enable the Ukraine to sustain a prolonged war with Russia. Uh, on the other hand, I, I do think Russia does have the logistical and infrastructure uh, capacity in place to bring this war to a conclusion. I suspect that we're going to see this happen in the next few months. So that's the first context, that the war uh, appears to be coming to its denouement. We're already hearing the first initial feelers, uh, peace feelers and, and peace talks feelers being put out by both sides. Uh, so I suspect as a consequence of the war winding down, the Russians are getting ready to expose these biolab operations in a major way. Now, there's two other contexts in which to view this, and it has to deal with this exposure that I'm talking about. The first is that, in my opinion, the State Duma report is particularly geared to target the European powers, particularly France, Italy, Germany, in other words, the, the usual crowd. We're already seeing France under Macron abandon the United States uh, in the Ukraine matter and beginning to try and plead some sort of special case with China. Now, I think this would have happened regardless if Macron was 
the current president of France or not. In other words, regardless of who's the president of France, I think the long-term overall geopolitical thrust now, because of American ineptitude, incompetence, and just outright corruption, have so managed to screw the geopolitical pooch that regardless of who's in the Champs-Élysées right now, um, whoever's in the Élysée Palace is, is not going to make a difference to where France goes. And for that matter, I think the same can be said for Italy and, and Germany as well. Um, so the, the target of the Russian state Duma investigation, I think, is, is Europe. It's, they are concluding this report to give their diplomats some ammunition uh, in bringing this matter up on the international stage. The third context that I think you have to bear in mind is that right now, as we speak this month, Russia is the chairman of the UN Security Council. And this gives Russia the perfect leverage or position to introduce the report in a formal fashion in the UN Security Council. Uh, and if, if they're unsuccessful doing it there, then of course they can always do so in the General Assembly. So in other words, they are going to, in my opinion, go on a full court diplomatic press in part because of the conclusion of this investigation and the ensuing publication of the report. So um, if the report is as juicy as these details in the Gateway Pundit allege, then we can expect some real um, incrimination of the Biden misadministration and, for that matter, of the whole nest of neocons that have been guiding, or I would prefer to say misguiding, American foreign policy ever since uh, the Clinton and Bush the Stupid administrations. So we're watching perhaps some game changers coming down the pike. This is a story that's, I think, worth watching over the long term. It's not going to be immediately apparent that this report is going to have some effect, but I rather suspect that many of the adverse geopolitical events that we've been watching lately are due perhaps at least in part to the fallout or impending fallout of this report coming down the line. So uh, a very significant story. I hope you'll spend some time and look into it uh, when I put the news and views up and post it. Remember, tomorrow there is no vid chat. The vid chats will resume next Friday. I want to wish everyone again uh, a very happy Orthodox Holy Week for those of you celebrating the Orthodox Pascha. We'll see you on the flip side, everybody. Bye-bye, and God bless.